the college football experience, Notre Dame 2.0 episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. Today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use it in their Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance at a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. Hey, everybody, Joe Theismann here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience, Notre Dame 2.0 preview. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And we had to do another episode for Notre Dame. Yes, I know the first one is out there, but the 2.0s are flying. We were at the end of the season here, or the end of the offseason here. So, Notre Dame is a team. That I think is completely flying under the radar here, but give me the Dundee music. This is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Yes, coming off of a great 10 and 2 season when they were in the ACC. This is a team that I think, when you look at the returning starters, I think you say, oh, they, uh, we should be concerned. You only have, uh, what, four returning starters on offense, seven on defense. That's not that many, considered, considering that COVID gave everyone an extra year of eligibility. However, I think this is one of these cases where you got to ignore that. You got to trust Brian Kelly. You got to trust Tommy Reese and Marcus Freeman because this unit, I'm telling you, this team has been recruiting at a really strong level. So I think one of four starters on the offensive line returning, normally a huge concern if you were previewing almost every other team in the nation, short of Alabama, short of maybe Clemson, short of Notre Dame. All right, because this offensive line is just pumping out pros. We're going to talk more about that soon. Uh, as my friend, comedian Dano Carter, Notre Dame alum, is going to hop on and talk Irish football with us. And he's going to make the case of why Notre Dame will be in the college football playoffs and why you should hammer that over. And I'll be honest, and you know me, I'm not a huge Notre Dame guy here, but I'm going to hammer that over too. That is a Dundee special. So check that out. And uh, yeah, we got him calling in right now. So hang on. We're going to get him here. Joining us on the college football experience is stand-up comedian and, and Notre Dame alum, Dano Carter. How you doing, Dano? You ready for the season or what? 
I'm getting excited. Yeah, I did a lot of research today for this. So now I'm starting to get pretty pumped about it. It's right around the corner. Yeah, and I'm and I'm curious. Well, first off, you're a Notre Dame alum. Tell me about the no, the college football experience at Notre Dame in South Bend for game day. Is that one of the best? I mean, you I, mean, I would imagine obviously you're biased, but I've I've been to South Bend but never for a football game. What 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 is what makes it such a great experience? Do the uh the Drop Comedy Club? Is that why you were there? Yeah, I did that and then I did a shithole bar. Uh, I think I think it was called the Linebacker Inn. Oh yeah. The linebacker. That was the, like the Friday night thing to do. Was, uh, get the, you have to pay a $5 cover, but then they give you a free long Island iced tea. <laughs> I, I left, I left doing that comedy club thinking, why the hell am I, are we doing comedy? You know what I mean? Like that's one of those experiences where everyone was uh, ordering drinks, no one listening to comedy, but wow. good experience overall. <laughs> wow. I didn't know they did a show there. Yeah. So when you're a freshman, you get woken up at like 5 a.m. the first game day by an upperclassman. And they like throw a beer in your bed and then you wake up and then you go out. Rudy is on in like every other room. <laughs> like every, wait, wait, wait. Let me cue this. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go on. Sorry, sorry. Did, didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, and then the bands are playing. And if it's like early September, it's the weather's great. But then once you get to November, it's pretty painful. But uh, there's just tons of tailgates going on. There were no night games when I was there. They just added night games, but that seems way better because you have way more time to tailgate. Definitely. Definitely. So, so what do you think about like this year coming in? Look, I think when I look at Notre Dame, you know, I know you give me shit sometimes where I've been against them, but I actually love what they, what they have going this year. Traditionally, when we preview all these teams, you see, well, only four re- returning starters on defense, only one of five in the offensive line a new quarterback. I'm not panicking one bit. Um, I see one of five starters back on the O line, but this O line has been an NFL factory lately. Uh, what do you make of the offense? And I guess is Jack Cohn going to be that guy. Do you have any Intel on that? I would assume it is, but I know you got a highly recruited freshman on campus. What do you make of the offense and who will be under center uh, when that Florida state game kicks? Surprisingly, Brian Kelly is not including, including the host of Pancho's comedy night on uh, his plans. <laughs> I don't really have that much Intel, but I think he'll be the week one starter. I think maybe Tyler Buckner will get it by the end of the year, depending on how he plays. It's really interesting that we're playing Wisconsin, his old team. We have him playing his old team and we have Cincinnati's defensive coordinator playing their old team. Uh, offensive wise, we got our two running backs back. We're both studs. Yeah. Kyron Williams is is to me, one of the most exciting backs in the country. And and one of the more underrated things I think from a season ago, besides him being great out of the backfield and great running the ball blitz pickup. I was so impressed with Kyron Williams. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him heavy this year, but Michael Mayer, maybe the best tight end in the country. And Jack Cohn is a guy that is a proven winner. Yeah, sure. He didn't, you know, I guess Wisconsin could have been better a couple of those years, but he was still a, a serviceable quarterback. Is he had a 70% completion percentage with probably not as good of receivers as we have. Um, and I don't know. I've looked at his numbers. Like they're way better than Joe Burrows were the first year he was at LSU. You know, you never, guys can improve. Yeah, definitely. And I think Kelly is actually a, a quarterback friendly coach. If you look back to even his days at central Michigan and Cincinnati, he's been, he's been able to really do it 
with quarterbacks and, and really been able to up their level in my opinion. But last year they were the 30th scoring offense in the country, 24th rush offense, 58th pass offense, 26 total yardage offense. What, what do you think though? You think with cone, he'll be less aggressive taking it down the field, maybe just uh, more run heavy, or you think it would just be more of the same. I think our running backs are studs, so they'll probably run heavy. But we got this guy Kevin Austin, who was suspended last year as at receiver, who was a big, big recruit. He's like a Chase Claypool type player. He seems like uh, the receivers should be good. I think it'll be pretty much fifty-fifty, though. I yeah, just uh, I mean, not a deep threat. We didn't really have a deep threat last year. Um, we got this guy Braden Lindsay, who's really speedy. I think he was the hundred meter dash champion in Oregon in high school. And that's what I've been I've been saying with Patty C here, my co-host, a lot of times that uh, Notre Dame's missing. They have like he at first. Is he at his name's Patty. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, normally, like we say, he's a Notre Dame fan. So I say, hey man, like yes, he finally got because Brian Kelly's first teams I thought were soft. He finally got that identity down of like this is a, a kind of a nasty team on the offensive defensive lines. But I still think they're kind of missing that explosive player. That they had, you know, back when they were winning national championships with, you know, Rocket Ishmael or Ricky Waters. Uh, perhaps you're right that the, maybe this year will be their most explosive team yet offensively. Yeah, I mean, we had Chase Claypool's no joke in the NFL right now. And we had, you know, when I was there, we had Julius Jones. He was a total stud for us. Um, and Golden Tate, you know, there's there's been a couple really. I thought Will Fuller, he was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we have that guy this year yet. It might be Kevin Austin, but uh, Chris Tyree is, is one of those athletes for sure. Yeah. And, and, and you look at the defensive side of the ball and this is what's really gotten better. And I love the Marcus Freeman hire. And at, I, I actually, I wonder yes. if he's the next Notre Dame you know, head LSU coach. You know that? What's that? LSU also offered him and we beat him out. So there we go. Uh, well, I was wondering like, potentially, could he be the next Notre Dame head coach? Is this something right. where you know, it could transition to that. Kelly makes a stab at the end. takes a stab at the NFL and maybe Freeman's the next head coach here, but instantly as you bring in Marcus Freeman's former Cincinnati defensive coordinator and his affiliations with Ohio state, uh, the recruiting jumped in my opinion, like the, he's been recruiting yeah. really well. What's your, what's your make on the higher hire of Freeman and how you think this defense will go? You returned seven starters. So I would think that, uh, you know, you're going to get similar numbers, if not better than the season before. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. I think he makes our program seem a little cooler in general. <laughs> like Notre Dame's not always the hippest, coolest place, but he seems like a good recruiter for that reason. And he's a great coach. And yeah, people are already jumping on that Marcus Freeman is the next head. He hasn't even coached a game for us yet, but people are already talking about that. Which I would I would appreciate because we got some shit back in the day for firing Willingham and they called us racist. So <laughs> at least get that off our backs. Yeah. You, uh, I mean, come on. I, Willingham, he, what was his record? Like the, his last two or three years, wins speak for themselves. Florida like, state. And he, he got crushed and, and then he went to Washington and did nothing, but now he's like on the, uh, the playoff committee. Yeah, I saw that they they grabbed him. I think when what Slocum got in, uh, RC Slocum, the former A and M coach, has got some health problems. But okay, well this defense though, I think will be. Last year they were the 14th best scoring defense in the country, 16th best against the run, 61st. Yeah, Owusu Koromoa, who is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we got Kyle Hamilton back. 
who's a total stud. He's probably our best player. He'll be our biggest uh, draft pick, I think, next year. Yeah, yeah. Dan was talking about free safety, Kyle Hamilton. This guy's a beast. Um, so let's get to the schedule here because I think this is the the compelling factor here. Eight and a half is the win total. Look, there, there's no there's no back to back away games, which is always good for any team that you're seeing. All right, home. I know eight and a half as the win total. I I think this is a lock on the over. You look at the schedule now. Okay, I know that uh, Patty C, despite being a Notre Dame fan, was ca- earlier in the year he was calling for Florida State to potentially pull the upset. He kind of backed off from it, but now that Bobby Bowden passes away, he's back on it. What do you make of that game? That you know that that place is going to be lit, considering what just happened with Bobby Bowden. Uh, that all, all of a sudden becomes, I think, a, a closer game because of that situation. Do you agree? Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but that's definitely motivation. I'm sure they'll have some kind of like tribute vigil kind of thing for him. Night game with the the tomahawk chop going on. Mackenzie Milton's there, who was a total stud at UCF. I think he's. I think that's the number one. I would probably rather have him than Cone. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, assuming that he's hundred percent healthy, I know that injury was pretty nasty, that, but that's a tricky game. I thought about going to it actually. Uh, that's just, I'm not feeling great about it. I mean, it's exciting. It's starting Florida state first weekend at college football. I, I'm sure they thought it was a sexier game before Florida state fell off a little bit past year, but they could, they could be good. Yeah. I'm no. Not, I, I, and I think with the scenario with Bobby Bell being the first game back, no fans last year in Tallahassee. So I think that actually might play out to be one of the trickier games. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of talent. They get better recruiting classes than we do every year. So eventually those players are going to have to play well. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a fun, it'll be fun. You know? So gun to your head, uh, you're going Notre Dame here, right? I'm going close win for us there. We're going game by game. Just in case you don't, if you don't know that week two, you welcome in Toledo, the rockets of the, of the Mac. And if people don't know, Toledo is actually a decent school in the Mac. They make a lot of bowl games. Obviously you should win this one. Um, What's your take on this game? I, my take is that it's only going to be on Peacock. It's not even going to be on NBC, which I don't know if we'll be able to watch it in a bar that way. So that's really all I'm concerned about. Well, ha- and have you, this is kind of a sample for the future of college football. I just read a couple articles on this that uh, with the streaming platforms potentially going to have an arms race when all these TV contracts are up. You know, there's talk that Amazon, Peacock, uh, you know, Hulu, everyone battling essentially for. Uh, potential conferences in college football. And so this is uh, going to be an early sample to see what their numbers will look like Uh very pivotal game, considering the, the, the future of college football, despite it probably being a blowout with Notre Dame winning. But uh so, so we got them at two and oh home. Yeah, to absolutely. And that's Purdue, right? Yeah. Home to Purdue, Um which you know, I, I think if, if it, maybe if it was at Purdue, you could say, Hey, you get a game. I think it, it's it being in South bend. I think you guys got this one. When I was uh, on the track team at ND, I had a meet at Purdue and they hate Notre Dame there so much that the guy at the sandwich shop wouldn't serve me a sandwich when I was wearing my Notre Dame warmups. <laughs> like, you gotta take those off if you want a sandwich here, man. And I was like, I just have my singlet on under this with like a giant ND. It's way worse. <laughs> and he wouldn't serve me. I had to go find a sandwich somewhere else. That's fucking hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. Uh, so maybe, maybe that with their hatred, they come in that you think you think they give they, you guys they, a game. They've had some good upsets over us. They'll be pumped. I don't know. They, they beat Ohio state a couple years ago. You never know. Yeah. And they got, I still, I still would bet on if this is a gambling thing. I'd bet on Notre Dame. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I look under my head. I'm going to take Notre Dame. I do think it is a slippery, I'll, uh, you know, the Florida state game, obviously with the Bobby Bowden effect, I think becomes a little more dangerous. And I think the Purdue game is actually a little bit dangerous too, but then you had, cause, cause Wisconsin's the next week at soldier field. This is the big one. And also it's a big one. Like you hit on uh, earlier in the episode, Jack Cohn going up, going up against the team that essentially benched him for Graham Mertz. Uh, this one, I have Notre Dame as a gun to my head favorite here, but I think this will be a very it's close game. Neutral fields, similar teams, you know, big offensive line kind of go, go like I, I could see this being really close, but I think in the end cone might be the difference because he knows that team will have a slight advantage over that. I, I agree. And uh, I mean, it will probably be 50, 50. What do you think crowd wise? More Notre Dame in Chicago. Yeah. That's like the go-to there's more Notre Dame fans in Chicago than South Bend. There's they're Okay. You know, like all my friends that I moved to LA, all my friends from college moved to Chicago. Like the first couple of years we're okay. all over. Them. So that's a slight edge for the Irish that, that I didn't see coming, which I like, cause I took Notre Dame to win that game. Uh, then here's a big one. Cause you do have both these ones. I mean, this is where the gauntlet that Notre Dame schedule is brutal. You have like five games in a row or yeah, five games in a row, not including Purdue. That is, you can make the case that all five could win their conference. I mean, Wisconsin are are the odds on favorite to win the big 10 West Cincinnati is the favorite to win the AAC their preseason top 10. Uh, USC could win the back 12. Virginia tech might be a player in the coastal North Carolina is the favorite, but Virginia tech's not far behind North Carolina too. Yeah. So, so Cincinnati on October 2nd, Marcus Freeman going up against the team. He just coached. I think that's a huge advantage. Uh, no, Kelly coached there too. We got we yeah. two coaches from them. So they're going to be motivated. I think that's a scarier game than North Carolina, but talent wise, we should beat Cincinnati at home. Yeah, I, I agree. I do think Cincinnati's defense will, uh, will, will be like, I think they're legit. I don't think it's like a flash in the, you know, some people will say, well, they're a group of five. I think their defense is as good as, as many, many major power fives. I, I think it's a real legit defense. So I actually think they'll stay in this game. Desmond they Ritter. Lost yeah. They lost Freeman. So who knows how their defense will be. That's true. Him. So but I didn't know. I was kind of hoping that would be a night. We got two night games. They're USC and North Carolina. I was kind of hoping for Cincinnati over North Carolina. But that'll be a big game. So who are you going? Indiana too. I'm still going with our, I think, I think we'll win by a touchdown. Just talent wise. Kelly's not going to lose to his old, his old, his old stomping grounds. Yes. Uh, too. He knows that whole roster, you know, he's going to know how to scheme against them. Perhaps, perhaps man. And then uh, I got them winning that one too, actually. But here's one where I actually have the upset happening. All right. Cause look, I think Notre Dame's going to smash the over. But I think some somewhere along the line they're going to lose a game, uh, maybe two, and I think it's going to be in Blacksburg on October 9th because after having Wisconsin and Cincinnati, I think you're just due naturally, no matter the team, whether it's Notre Dame, whether it's whoever, to have kind of a, a, a those are two top 15 wins essentially if you beat Wisconsin and Cincinnati. I think you're just due for like a mediocre performance, and you come into Blacksburg, a place that can get crazy. Um, I'm going to call for the upset in the Hokies 
taking down the Irish on, on the ninth, just because I believe they're going to lose Ryan, somewhere. Oh, Ryan getting in your head. <laughs> it's definitely real. probably re- real money. Kramer uh, getting in my head, talking that Virginia tech trash. Maybe the fact that I have a Virginia tech basketball right behind me. I'm not sure, but they, I, I'll put it like this. Where, where would you see the loss coming from then? I mean, do you, you, you don't have them going 12 and 0, do you? I think we'll probably be favored or at least a point underdog in every game. I don't, we don't, the past few years, we've had like a top five team on the schedule, Clemson or Georgia type next year. We have that. We open at Ohio state next year and we play Clemson. Yeah. But this one, we should be the higher ranked team. I think in every game, I agree. I see that's our toughest road game. The Virginia Tech game. Well, and and it's where that you're getting them at because you just played Wisconsin and Cincinnati, two physical teams, uh, and I just think that you're due for uh, psychologically. Like I said, doesn't matter if it's Notre Dame, whoever you're due to kind of like go. Oh, okay, we got through those two. I think that's a decent pick for you, but I still like. I remember us hearing about how intimidating Virginia Tech was a couple years ago, and then we just. Destroyed them for I think. Like, I think it was tied in the first half by the second half because they're like they play Andrew Sandman and they're gonna. But I don't know. It wasn't the fact that we just were there a couple of years ago and took care of business. It's hard to really predict when we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be, you know, and how he's going to play. But I still take us talent wise, coaching wise. It's going to be a night game, probably. Right? I think it is. I think they said that. I'm not 100 percent on that, but I think they said that. Um, it's a spot for an upset, but I like our chances in that game. Okay, okay. Then the following uh, week, you get a bye, which is a, a great spot to catch a bye because you're the following week you host USC. I, I'm not on board still on USC. Um, they run the air raid. I don't think they need to run the air raid when you have USC talent. They got to come up to South Bend on on October 23rd, where it might be a little cold. I got Notre Dame taking this one down. Uh, I would assume you agree with me here. I got, um, come on. I'm in Southern California. I'm not going to take Southern California. <laughs> yeah. By the way, by the way, via zoom right now, I see like the ocean in the background. Dano's outdoors, just enjoying the Southern California, Manhattan beach life. Um, because my girlfriend is a lawyer. There's nothing to do with my Notre Dame. <laughs> that works. That helps. That certainly helps. Uh, so look after USC, you host North Carolina. And this is one a season ago that I thought Brian Kelly earned his paycheck. Uh, he severely out coached Mac Brown in that game was kind of in the rain down in Chapel Hill. I thought a hundred percent coaching clinic on, on beating North Carolina that game. And I expect more of the same when they come to, to South Bend, October 30th. I know they're a preseason top 10 team. Uh, I don't know why people are so high on them. They lost their two running backs and a ton of the defensive players. Yeah. And we, we totally handled them at Chapel Hill last year. So what, like a home night game? Yeah, they they lost they lost their top two running backs, their top two receivers, and their best defensive player. I mean that that alone right there tells you. Now I will say this game's October thirtieth, so maybe they f- they find some some pieces you know that that perhaps are really good. But that's a great coach, and they got a great quarterback. But we shut him down last year in the second half. Complete, like, I think he had like two completions. Like we we really shut him down in the second half. Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a coaching clinic. Like Mac Brown is a good coach; he's a master recruiter. But I thought Brian Kelly just completely outcoached him in that game. Uh, so you got him winning there. Following week, hosting Navy, triple option. Never fun to to, to play defense against the triple option. But come on, it's Navy. We're gonna have this one as a win, right? Yeah, 
Then they, just haven't, they haven't been as good as they were like three years ago lately. You know, they, they were cracking the top 25 for a couple of years, but yeah. Niamatololo though. I'll say this. That game? Can you see where that game is? I don't know. I don't know where I believe this game oh. is at in South Bend. I think. Yeah. It's in South Bend. Uh, Ned lose to Navy at home under Charlie Weiss. Couple <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this Niamatololo when his teams are not projected to be good is when they're normally good. Like uh, last year they were projected to be a little bit better. They were pretty, they, they had a bad year. Uh, this year they're not projected to be very good, and and I feel like when the chips are stacked against him, he's a very good coach to get the uh, the motivational angle, get the kids playing up uh, down there in Annapolis. But obviously, I'm going to take no, uh, Notre Dame here. Also, but that affects the next week because we get beaten up by Navy pretty good. Anybody, anybody playing the triple option. It. Oh, I, I. We had Bud Foster on the show, legendary uh, Virginia Tech defensive coordinator. And we thought, you know, right. he, he played against, or he coached against Miami with those teams with Frank Gore and Andre Johnson. And, and, you know, some of these great, he played Alabama and we asked him, what was the team that like kept you up scratching your head on the, on, like, just what was the biggest headache we, we, you know, to prepare for. And he said, uh, by far Paul Johnson's triple option, Georgia tech, he goes, there's nothing worse than just a, you, you have to be super disciplined. You have to be patient, but also the, the toll it takes on your team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get that case. So maybe, maybe we build the case that November 13th, Charlottesville, Virginia uh, that one is actually kind of scary to me. I was at Charlottesville when we had that, you know, Deshaun Kaiser came in and threw it to fuller. Yeah. I was at that. We almost lost that one. That's probably gonna be a cold Virginia night after Navy, since one of my best friends and cousins went to UVA, if I'm going to pick a loss, I'm going to pick that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. And then the fall is, I, I think actually, if I'm going to, if I, if I had to truly pick the loss, it would be either Virginia tech or Virginia, both are away games. Both could get up uh, one, one case where you're after Wisconsin and Cincinnati, the other case with UVA, you're after a triple option football team. So I could, I could see both situations being, being dangerous. Um, then you have Georgia tech, you know, in South Bend, Georgia tech's not very good. They're still rebuilding from that triple option era. That's a win, right? Not worried about that one. And then in Palo Alto against Stanford, are you worried about, about that one at all? Cause I know Stanford, I'll probably go to that game. Uh, it's nice being out here. We get one California game a year. It's like, I don't want us to join a conference. Really, <laughs> my my concerns are getting games in California so I can go. Are you at all concerned about? Uh, I mean, I know I want to get back to the win total here, but are, are you roll them? I don't know if, how their recruiting has been. We didn't play any Pac-12 teams last year, so we didn't play USC or Stanford for the first time since I was in school. USC, I think, it was the first time since World War II. It was the first time. Damn. Damn. Are, are you at all concerned though, about the, the ever changing shift of, of college football? And you know, there's talk that they might uh, have these super conferences five years down the road or so uh, that would make Notre Dame pretty much essentially have to join the conference. I, from, I mean, people are just talking out of their ass, I think, but there are people that have, have said that, Hey, it'll get down to 32 teams or something like that. Uh, down to that. I don't think we'll ever be left out. We'll make the decision at crunch time to join. But as long as we keep, if we're in a conference, if they make one power conference and we get USC and Michigan in there and we still get to play, I think the sec teams like Kentucky are winning the best of this. Cause why are they in the power conference? Yeah. You know, yeah. 
but so they're just going to be, you know, grouped in cause they're already in. But yeah. if all of, if all of them join, I told you about my idea for the private conference, which I still stand by. The, the which, with Baylor, uh, wake forest, right? Is that Miami, what? Stanford, Duke, Boston college, Northwestern. It would be a pretty good conference. I think you guys would would run that though every USC year. And Miami are two like pretty legendary programs. That's then, true, uh, that's true. And USC is actually like uh, Miami's further away to me. They, I don't know yeah. what the hell's happening down there. I don't get it. I don't get it. You you live in the most you, the recruiting t- territory is so fertile down there, and yet you can't really put a consistent winner up. It's been weird. But yeah, Florida State too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just been really weird. So look, the win total back to the window, eight and a half is the win total. I think this is ridiculous. Can you build me the case of four losses? I don't see four losses on here. What Wisconsin, Cincinnati, or I'm not, I'm not going to say North Carolina after how we played them last year, USC. I don't know. Cause we didn't play them last year and they had a pretty good year, right? They, they were going to win the pac 12 until they lost was it Oregon? Yeah, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon wasn't even supposed to be in the. They're supposed to play Washington. It was a. It was just <laughs> <Washington>. chaos. <laughs> uh, but they have a lot of talent. Slotus is really good, and Slotus, Slovis. Yeah, Slovis, Keaton Slovis. Uh, yeah, but we got Kyle Hamilton back there. So I don't know if, how he'll play. They're not going to win in South Bend. I can't see four losses. Look, I, I hate to agree with you here, but, uh, but I, this is a lock in my opinion, Notre Dame over eight and a half wins. Uh, it, I can't see a case of four losses. I don't think they'll lose Wisconsin and Cincinnati because they're back-to-back weeks. So when, uh, if they were to lose one of those, I think they split. I don't, I can't see a case where they just start losing a bunch of these games. I think they're too talented, two really good running backs. And that's like, like you were saying about dropping a random game. I feel like if you have a quarterback who might just have a bad game, but the running backs are going to get their yards and they're going to be really good. So I, I, I would absolutely take the eight and a half over. Yeah. I, I, I get, get myself to the bookie right now uh, because this is a lock and, and yeah, Brian Kelly, I, I can see, okay. You have concerns about Jack Cohn. Brian Kelly is a quarterback guru. All right. Like maybe, maybe they're not putting top 10 p- picks out in the NFL draft. Doesn't matter. Look at the statistics while he's been a college football head coach, the quarterback position has been sound. So I, I think they'll be fine. I'd say sound, but never stellar. Agreed. Agreed. But I mean, I'm talking even at like central Michigan best numbers quarterback. And he was the one who went four and eight a couple years ago. So yeah. And, I don't think he's on a team right now. I think he just got dropped. Actually. Yeah. So we don't even have any NFL quarterbacks, but the offensive line that you guys have been recruiting the offensive line so well, like yeah. I, I just yeah. feel like they're all NFL players. You know what I mean? Like defensive line too. So some of those guys will be in the NFL. So I just think the line of scrimmage and then he'll be good enough on as a quarterback. We've seen it at, at Wisconsin. He wasn't horrible. So uh, this is a lock. Take the over an eight and a half easy money right there. Um, Dano, uh, I know you're on the over eight and a half. Anything else you want to leave us with before uh, we sign out of here about the Irish? I bet on them against North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just hearing so much about North Carolina and I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it either. Their, their defense was atrocious last year. 
Uh, they lost. I, I get the okay. You're bringing back Sam Howe. He's he's a great quarterback and probably a top ten draft pick, and the O line. But at the same time, I don't see. I, I don't get it either. To tell you the truth, I mean, this is a team that gave up 52 points to Wake Forest this uh, season ago. So, uh, I completely agree there. Let me ask you this: What do you think the odds are Brian Kelly is your coach a year from now? I I I, I could see him jumping to the NFL. Could you? He's pretty old now. I think he really wants to just win one championship and retire. I think that'd be his like vision board. Cause if you go to the NFL, the team you take over is going to suck for a couple of years at least. Right. Cause they just fired their coach. Yeah. So like that's not really a good move at this point in the end of your career. I think next year his contract goes through 2024, I think. So around then we might see a difference. He's 59 years old. He'll be 60 in October. I don't know. Uh, maybe you make one last run in it, but if not, how about this? How about this then? Is Notre Dame in the college football playoffs come you know what what is it, January first or whatever? I'm gonna say yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm very biased, but I like our schedule. It's there's a lot of top fifteen games with no top five games, so it's not as hard to go undefeated. I, can, I think we've got to go undefeated. If we drop that Virginia game or the Virginia Tech game, I don't think we get in. Depends on how like if North Carolina wins the ACC and we beat them, then we'd get that ACC spot like with 11 and one probably. Right. I would agree. Yes. Uh, I agree. I, I like this schedule a lot. I mean, the only concern would be that little, that stretch of those five games and not, I mean, yes, you get a bye week before USC, but it is, those are five teams. I mean, maybe with the, with the exception of Virginia tech, those are five top 15 to 20 teams in the country. And Virginia tech could easily find itself in the top 25. Uh, if, you know, Virginia tech was a team that was depleted by COVID last year. I don't think, I, I don't think people yeah. realize they had, they played multiple games with like 35 players out. I don't even know what to make of last season for Virginia tech, but Who's their quarterback, do they have a, a veteran quarterback Burmeister? Yeah. I mean, not, he played last year, but pri- prior to that, he hadn't had much experience. So last year was kind of a crazy year. So I, I don't know it's a big year for went for Fuente. I mean the Virginia tech head coach, uh, if he doesn't win this year, I do believe he will be fired. So that will be an interesting game. I'm on the over Dano's on the over. He says they will be in the college football playoffs and you can find those odds over a win bet to, to, to place Notre Dame in the CFP. Um, I appreciate you for hopping on Dano and uh, go Irish. This is one of my locks. I, honestly, it's one of my top 10 locks of the season. Notre Dame over eight and a half. You heard else, it here first. Lock, you yeah. think. What's that? Who else is a lock to cover the over and wins? Uh, yeah. well, I like like some of the triple option teams. I always feel like they're undervalued. Um, Notre Dame would be the one that that from the elite. Like I, I'm actually on the under in Bama, but I don't. I wouldn't bet that. Never bet against Alabama. That's my advice. But I do think. Back, but they're still Alabama. Yeah. I, so don't bet that. Uh, I would say as uh, really well for us, we've won uh, double-digit wins the past three seasons in a row with harder schedules than this year. I feel like. Yeah, so. I like the under in North Carolina. Their, their win total, I think, is nine and a half. I think there's a decent shot they lose three games. So one of those being to the Irish. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you hopping on, and we will talk more college football on the College Football Experience. So subscribe, tell a friend as we go okay. through all 130 teams. What's that? go subscribe. There you go. Go subscribe, brother. I appreciate you hopping on everyone. By the way, if you're in Southern California, Monday nights, Manhattan beach ponchos, 
one of the best comedy uh, shows in, in all of LA, if you ask me. So check it out. Dano host that show and check out Dano Carter on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Appreciate you hopping on Dano and have a wonderful day, man. All right. You too, bud. Take care. That was awesome. Chopping it up with my pal, Dano Carter. Like I said, if you're in, if you're in Manhattan beach or just in Los Angeles at all, find yourself over to Poncho's. It's, it's a restaurant, but it runs a great comedy show in Manhattan beach. Dano's the host of that show. One of the best in all of Los Angeles. A lot of great comedians have done it. So check that out. And also bet this over. I mean, this is a lock. I love the eight and a half, you know, I do. I would never normally say that. All right. Cause people give me shit sometimes for, for giving uh, Notre Dame a hard time about not playing a conference championship game, even though they schedule aggressively as fuck. Got to give them credit there. Um, and I, I can't wait the thought of having a home playoff game. If they go to this 12 team playoff format, which we're really hoping for, I I'm telling you, I'm hitting up Dano. We are going to the first game in South Bend. Well, really there'll be a lot of games in South Bend because Notre Dame's got a pretty sweet deal. I think the way that that playoff uh, shakes out if, if they go, obviously they can make adjustments to that. But I think at the, uh, if they go with what they said that Notre Dame will be hosting playoff games almost on the regular. So I can't wait. Hammer that over at eight and a half guys. And if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We're breaking down all 130 teams on the college football experience, a solo podcast, and even a 2.0 like this for every single team in the land, subscribe, tell a friend, and also subscribe to the college basketball experience feed where we talk college basketball year round over there. Mike Bray, Notre Dame going to have a good team this year flying under the radar. I am telling you, I think it might be a people a lot of people that cover college basketball, probably not seeing what's happening in South Bend. I'm telling you, I think there could be a tournament team. If they, if they stay healthy. I think they could be a tournament team. Keep an eye on them. We'll have you covered on the college basketball experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. And uh, we talk college basketball year round over there. We talk college football year round over here. Yes. Me, Patty C NC Nick. We've uh, handicapped every single division one college football and college basketball game for the past four years. Never had a losing season. And that's uh that's individually as well as a collective, obviously. So for each single sport too, guys, each sport, we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app, which you can download for free at the app store or Google play store. Got to get that app. You'll get all of our picks, all of our content. We have a, a what ranking all 130 college football coaches that that articles out there. Win totals for the NFL. Those articles are out there. Top 10 hardest schedules in college football. That articles out there. A lot of great guests, Bill Burr on the show, uh, uh, Mike Leach coming in talking college football. We had uh, Jim McMahon on the show recently. All this stuff, Phil Steele. Check it out. You're going to get all that access on the SGPN app. So do that and do us a solid. When you download that app, give us a five star review in the App Store there. And if you do that, take a screenshot of your review. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. Show me that screenshot essentially. And I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? Super deal or college basketball experience t-shirt, whatever you want. All right. Just send me that and we'll help you out. All right. At the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K and Daniel Carter, by the way, on Instagram, check him out at Daniel Carter. Uh, and the, the college football experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them all a follow all of them follow away. And also check out the uh, Slack channel sports gambling podcast. Sometimes, sometimes work will block you from a lot of the fun websites. This is the old quarterback bootleg here. 
get the Slack channel sports gambling podcast. I mean, you, you, we cover every single sport there. You'll be able to find people covering fucking kayaking in Brazil. All right. Check it out. You'll enjoy it. Uh, all right, folks hammer that over at Notre Dame eight and a half wins. Come on. That's a lock. There's no way they're losing four games. You heard it here first. All right, folks, this is the college football experience. Notre Dame fighting Irish style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.